0: You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Renschler, Episode 2. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now, join your host, Meg Renschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Meg Rentschler. It is great to have you here. Whether you have been a coach for years or are just new to the field, or perhaps you're somebody considering whether you want to go into coaching as a profession, it is my sincere hope that with the Star Coach Show, each and every week you can glean some new perspective, learn from someone's story, explore a new tool or resource, and walk away with some new value. For me, the field of coaching is so intriguing because it attracts people from so many different backgrounds with different personal and professional experiences. Yet the common thread is that each of us is drawn to the desire to partner with others to make positive changes in their lives. Whether it's life coaching, business coaching, executive coaching, whatever the focus or the niche, that underlying desire to work with others to create changes that help them get where they want to go is the common thread that we've saw together. It's one of the things that I like best about teaching in a coaching program. Each time I meet a new group of students, I know that I'm going to be meeting adult learners, people from around the world who have already done amazing things in their lives. And they are drawn to learning the skills of coaching so that they can partner with others to get to another place. That passion and the combined wisdom in our profession is just awe-inspiring. Each of us takes our talents, our skills, our experiences, and use them to determine how we show up to best meet the needs of our coaching clients, to get clear on who will we coach, what's the best way to offer our services, The paths that we've walked and the experiences that we've had are likely to impact the population that we target to work with and the focus of our coaching. Some of us start knowing exactly who our target market is. I transitioned from psychotherapy into executive coaching because I felt a desire to work with leaders and executives to help create healthier, happier work environments after working with so many people through psychotherapy who were overwhelmed and unhappy in unhealthy work environments. However, there's some of us who know that we want to coach, and we might not know exactly who we want to coach at first. So that might be part of our journey in determining how we take our strengths and our experiences and our talents and offer a particular service or target a particular community. Creating that clarity around our niche and our ideal client and whether we specialize in a particular service is one of those tasks that we take on at the very beginning and it might be adjusted and tweaked as we move through our professional journey as a coach. Our guest on today's show is an excellent example of how you can build on the different skills and talents and experiences you've had throughout your life and use those to fine tune who you are as a coach. As a 16-year-old, Valerie Sokolowski was reputed to be the youngest DJ in the country. She then went on to open a modeling charm school. That experience led her to write professional development programs for companies. And in 1981, she founded Valerie & Company, an international leadership development and consulting firm. The Wall Street Journal calls Valerie a pioneer of coaching and people skills. Valerie has taken the strengths developed through her diverse background to build a business where she is an expert in professional presence and branding. Valerie walks and talks professional presence. She exudes professional presence and talk about branding. Check out her website at Valerie and Company and see how effectively she uses her website to connect with clients and establish her professional brand. Valerie does it all, and she does it all really well. She is an author of eight books, a speaker, a consultant, and a coach. She embodies grace, warmth, and presence. As you listen to my interview with Valerie, I encourage you to take note of how she built on those experiences to create her unique professional brand and how that brand attracts her clients, even a famous client that she shares a story about. So enjoy our interview with Valerie Sokolowski. So Valerie, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm thrilled to hear more about your coaching journey. Thanks, Meg. Listening to that, it's like, who is this person? (laughs) Well, I can tell you, I mean, A, the woman exudes charm, so it doesn't even surprise me that she actually made a business out of it. And I did not know that you were the youngest dish jockey in the nation until I'd read your bio. Oh, it was great fun. I think sometimes,
1: Meg, when you're young and don't have the inhibitions or inhibitions, maybe,
0: whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You just get yourself out there a little bit faster, I don't know, but it was fun. So, here you have this varied career, and you end up in owning a business that really focuses on leadership development, really focusing on those people skills. What brought you there? What got you there? Mm. I've always just been a
1: very curious person about people. I remember when I was a little girl. I used to just go up to people's doors and knock on them and say, I just want to see who lives here
0: oh, So find cute. out about
1: you. <laughs> I did. People fascinate me. And I think in broadcasting, Meg, that's where I learned that people have such wonderful, varied talents and abilities and potentials. And I wanted to be in a business that grew that sort of thing for individual people. So it started with the Charm School, which was really just about helping these young girls at the time find their wonderfulness and learn some of the social graces that would serve them well the rest of their life. I'm still doing that program. It's called Professional Presence, an Image of Excellence, and I'm still doing that a program around all of those things, your social graces and how you show up as a professional, what that means. What is presence, really? That is fabulous. <laughs> so yes, people skills, I believe, are where it all starts. If you can't build relationships with people, then what are you going to do?
0: Well, and I will tell you, listeners, that Valerie is a master at developing relationships. When you talk with Valerie, her entire presence is on you, and I can only imagine how blessed her clients feel getting that kind of attention focused on them because it's always a very Uh, It's really a special experience to spend time with Valerie. Oh, Meg, that's very kind. It really is, and
1: humbling. Thank you. I do care. I
0: really do. Yeah, you can really tell. So you go from a charm school, and now you have this international company, both consulting and coaching. What kinds of clients do you like to work with? Well, clients who really do care about their own professional
1: development, And typically, when I got into the corporate world, it started by speaking, being a professional speaker, and then Motorola was my first client. I did a speaking engagement for their organization. And remember now, I was in broadcasting for many years. So in college, I studied broadcasting and journalism and had a career in ad agencies and writing for a Daily Oklahoma and then the Dallas Morning News and some other things, which led then to, well, uh, certainly when I get back in business after raising my children, what can I do? Well, I can speak. I can talk. I've never been afraid of that. (laughs) So that professional tour sort of, of speaking led to Motorola coming to me after the talk and saying, well, do you do what you do in companies? And I've always been one to say yes and then figure it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Just jump in the deep end. I'll be able to swim. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So we talked and sure enough I went into their organization and began doing some training programs. Well, that was where the writing began, right? Mhm. And then one of the executives said, Well, do you do what you do one on one? It wasn't called coaching, it wasn't called executive coaching. There was no industry. Mm-hmm. And I again said, Sure. And so then that led to now the three buckets, which is still training and development and Coaching and speaking. So it's just interesting. I think all of your listeners can probably relate to the fact that we've all had these stories, and who would have thunk it, right? If, right. If you've lived to the age that I am, which is 39, mm-hmm. say how much plus? <laughs> but you know, can't you look back, Meg, and say, you know, I never thought I'd be doing this, or I didn't plan on this happening but it feels so right. Yeah. Yeah, it does. When it
0: is right, it feels right. Exactly. So that's what happened. Wonderful. One of the things that you specialize in, I think even before I got to know you very well, I heard your name at a conference as being told it, Valerie's one of our key branding people in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Tell me a little bit about branding and coaching. Mm. Well, so keep in mind professional presence, that whole genre,
1: which is really how we look at, walk, talk, and are. It's our total being. And when I heard the buzzword of personal branding, I was very curious again. And I heard about a particular man who had sort of started a company. It's now Reach, is the organization. And he had only started it a couple of years before that. Anyway, I looked into his training and gratefully took that training way back. So I guess I've been doing branding now for the last nine years. And that was before, again, the buzz had hit a crescendo and there weren't that many people doing it. And I had to explain what it is. And now everyone is into it, which is great. The more people who understand the importance of individuals really understanding your own authentic Identity. Who are you really, really, really? And do you show up with all of that? Or are there parts of you that, well, I don't think I should be this way or I try to be that way? And wait a minute, wait a minute. Be who you are. (laughs) Because it just takes, frankly, too much energy to try to be someone you're not. (laughs) And to stay authentic with that because it's not authentic. That's exactly right. Don't you think it shows? Yeah. I do, too. Anyway, that's the end of that. I got that initial training, and then I began doing a lot of work in the space and continued to refine the the skills and take all of the courses I possibly could and, and gratefully ended up with that certification.
0: And how does that enhance your coaching?
1: Well, it's all about people skills again. As I'm sitting with an individual and those who are listening today, You never know what issues will come up when you're coaching someone, right? Mm -hmm. They may sit down and you get clear on your agenda. And The longer I found I coached people and I got to know them and the trust was there, the more I was able to talk to them about really their authentic self. And so there are bits and pieces and parts of all of that personal branding process that I take companies through, that as they're needed, that's the tool I can pull out and plug in. It's no different, Meg, than all of your wonderful background that you have that I'm sure serves you well in your coaching now, too. Mm-hmm. So I think we bring to the table our experiences and our tools and our resources and our everything we have that we can share with our clients, and this is just a very big part of it, I think. Excellent. Yeah.
0: So, Valerie, you said that when you first started, you kind of put yourself out there as a speaker, and that obviously attracted Motorola, and sure, I can do that. Sure, I can do that, too. <laughs> as a whole, from over the course of time, because you started your business in 1981, how have you gotten out there and marketed yourself? How do you attract the kinds of clients that you like to work with? Hmm.
1: Well, I think the answer is sort of a multi faceted answer. You mentioned early on in my what was written about me that I am persistent. I think that's a big part of it, Meg. When you have a passion for something, when you believe very strongly about something, you it's a belief that you have. That doesn't go away. Not if you're smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I remember, as an example, early in my career, I had a couple of colleagues who were in training and development, and they said, oh, Valerie, companies will never pay for soft skills. They'll never pay for people skills. People are supposed to know that. And rather than being discouraged, that just fueled my fire. Let me show you. You bet. (laughs) You know, it was that, gee, don't tell me I can't, because I'll try to figure out a way that I can if I really believe in it and so i didn't give up and i think that's a major major part i also tell people honestly meg if they start their coaching careers or any career it takes time you don't just step out of as an example a career and say now i'm going to hang up a shingle that calls me a coach because i've coached my people so i know how to do that Mm -hmm. i've got a great personality i want to be a speaker. They come to me
0: all the time for advice. This is what I'm meant to do. And that might very well be, but...
1: It takes time. It takes time. So I think the second part of that answer is it takes time, but be very intentional. So besides the typical things we all do, which is network and so forth, the one thing I would say is focus, focus, focus. The clearer you are on what you have for the marketplace that's better than or different than or is unique or something you're just passionate about that you offer, Mm -hmm. the clearer you are about that, the more focus you'll have going toward it rather than, oh, I'm going to join every organization out there. I'm going to network with at least five organizations a week. (laughs) Uh Ha-ha.
0: Yeah. And then I'll drag myself home and (laughs) and not have any energy left to coach anybody. Yeah.
1: But the clearer you are about what you intend to have happen, the more likely those things will happen. You'll know the right thing to say. You'll meet the right people. You'll follow up when you should and all of this. So focus, 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 and then being intentional.
0: And I think the other side of that, Valerie, is that people are attracted to like-minded people. So if you're trying to be a jack-of-all-trades, and not really have a clear focus or put your unique stamp out there that people are attracted to, there's nothing magnetic. I mean, you might be marvelous at 852 things, but what is there that makes you unique? Because each person wants to feel that you specialize in what they need. That's very, very
1: right on, Meg. And when you first introduced me, I think you said something about leadership development. Well, that's the ocean. Mm -hmm. Isn't
0: everyone doing leadership now? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why I left my therapy practice, because I felt that all these people were coming to see me in therapy that, that were either absolutely stressed out trying to be leaders that they weren't trained to be, or being led by people who weren't. So it was like, oh, my goodness, this leadership world needs some help. I'm going to shift my focus. Yeah, me and the other 500 million. (laughs) (laughs) But you had that
1: uniqueness, May. Mm -hmm. You do, and that's why you're successful. So long story short is, yes, leadership, absolutely. And why? Because I have found through the years that companies who have identified, we'll call them their emerging leaders, Right? Mm-hmm. The talent development. Those are the people that haven't made it yet and they are hungry. They want to. They want to do better. They want that next promotion. And so they listen with five ears. Mm-hmm. That's exciting to me. And then, wherever else from that point up, everybody, I don't care if it's a CEO, most people realize there are things they can learn. So that's sort of what happened in my career. It just sort of began to be will you coach this person, that person, whatever? And frankly, those are the people that companies spend money on. Now, that doesn't mean that people who have not made it to management are not wonderful. It's just that my particular career took me there. And that happens, I think, to all of us too. Where do you end up? What's your sweet spot? So that would be another thing to be
0: clear about. So clearly, I say emerging and leaders who are there. Mm -hmm. The other thing that really stands out to me from what you just said is that by you being willing to go in there and work with the people that they asked you to work with and really bring value to those people, the value spoke for itself. And then other people say, I want what she's got. I want some of what Valerie's given out and whether it's far up the ladder, you continue to show the value that you could bring and used your passion and your belief in what you do, and that's contagious.
1: Well, it is. Attitude is sure contagious. And I think the other part is that since my niche is professional presence, part of what that means, Meg, is I do help people with how they look because your presence starts with... How do people perceive you the minute you walk in the room? Right, before you even open your mouth. That's correct. And so it's easy to immediately see some results when I have helped someone with how they present themselves visually, how they walk in the room, how they communicate, what they wear, absolutely, what they wear. Do they have a current hairstyle, man or woman? Mm -hmm. Are their shoes polished? It's those little things that make such a difference. And so, again, because that's my niche, oftentimes that's what companies will hire me for, to say, this person needs presence. What they're really saying is they need some image work. Mm -hmm. And then, boy, all the other things when you feel, when you know that you are presenting yourself and showing up professionally, you look great, you feel great, your attitude's good, then that raises productivity.
0: Oh, yeah, confidence and productivity and How exciting. I can even hear in your voice. It's almost like when you're talking, I can see that you've got people in your mind's eye that that's happened with. Yeah. And you're like, you're still excited for them. I can just kind of see people marching through your mind. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of answers in a way, but I'm going to still kind of put this out there. The next question I had for you was, how do you and the companies you work with really kind of measure the return on their investment? What they get from working with Valerie? Mm.
1: I wish there were a magic bullet answer on that one. That we're That's all, a toughie. Yeah, that we're all looking for. I think companies are getting smarter, frankly, in finding ways to measure coaching, whatever the coaching is. The simplistic answer, Meg, is you have some track record of where that let's take an individual person where that person has been and is in other words current state when they come to you and after whatever period of time and this has to be agreed upon in the coaching proposal doesn't it -hmm. what are agreed upon outcomes that the company is looking for that you say you can deliver And then at midpoint of the engagement, for me anyway, and the end point, we review those things and we make sure that we're on track, that behaviors are being changed and observed, that productivity is raising, that teams are getting more cohesive and collaborative, whatever it is that is the scope of work, if it is identified at the beginning and agreed upon both by the coachee and the company, then it's usually a fairly straightforward conversation to say, we made the mark, Mm -hmm. here's what we have seen. Does it relate to numbers? Not always. But what attitudes and behaviors and all of that sort of thing certainly reflect in numbers at some point.
0: Oh, and satisfied people and Mm -hmm. confident people? Definitely. It feeds into culture, mm-hmm. if nothing else. But certainly, my bet is, it's going to definitely feed into that bottom line, even if there's not a direct line.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a quick wonderful story. Oh, I was tip. just going to
0: ask for a story. Oh, Good. just came into my head, so I'll
1: spit it out for what it's worth, Meg. I was honored and grateful, and I really mean this humbled, to have this summer done this very work for Emmett Smith's company. Oh, Yes. <laughs>
0: For those of you outside of the Dallas area, Emmett Smith is a Hall of Fame cowboy. Yep, NFL Hall of Famer and one dancing with the stars. (laughs) That's right, he did. (laughs) Just seems like the nicest person. I've not had the honor of meeting him, but he just seems very genuine. And
1: he is. That is exactly what I'm going to say. He is everything that he exudes himself to be. Well, anyway, so he hired me to do professional presence, an image of excellence. And I began the program, it's a full-day program that starts around 1 o'clock, and it goes through dinner because we do talk about how you communicate effectively over meals. And people have to do that, don't they? Yes, and hopefully with leaving food in, yes. Hopefully, and I, yes, with without food. any
0: embarrassing issues, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: in walks Emmett as I first started, and he just kind of walked to the front of the room and sat down in the side of the room and said, I'm just going to watch a little bit. Well, he stayed the whole rest of the time so we were together about eight hours so here he was with his team and at the end of the evening after dinner and i had an opportunity to sit with him part of the time at dinner and hear some of his stories he got up and he left he had to leave and he excused himself and he raised his wine glass and he gave a lovely toast to me which i'll always remember and then he gave a toast to his team and here's what he said He said, I am so appreciative that you all came and stayed this whole time to learn the things that you've learned today and that I learned today. And he said, I want you to take these things seriously because the business that we have, no matter what business anyone is in, but our business is all about building relationships. And in order to do that, we have to connect with other people. And so don't take any of this lightly. Pay attention and reflect on what you've learned because you'll be better for it. And here's how he ended it. And I want you to know, I got your back.
0: Oh, how neat. Oh, wow. That like brings tears to the eyes. Yeah, he's real. He's just real. That is a fabulous story. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) You're welcome. So you write, you speak, you consult, (laughs) you coach, you do it all. What do you enjoy the most? I don't do
1: windows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, doggone. I guess I'm going to have to cancel my plans for you.
1: Meg, I'll answer that just quickly and to say all of it. I really do. All three things, whether it's in front of an audience speaking or going into a company with a training program or sitting one-on-one with someone doing coaching or group coaching. To me, it's all the same. It's just an honor to have the privilege to have a business, doing something that I love so much. I can't ever imagine retiring, ever.
0: Well, I would be very sad because the world needs you. And <laughs> I so need you're not allowed. You'll have to go through quite a process. If you even think that you want to retire, you'll have to get that passed through several people. Yeah, well, I'll call you if it ever hits my mind, but <laughs> okay. I don't think it will. You'll need to. Well, I know that we're running down on time, but I am curious if you could take just a minute to tell us a little bit about your book, Monday Morning Leadership for Women. Mm, Thank you. That was a fun book to write because, first of all,
1: I thought back of all the years I've worked in companies, what might be the eight top topics that leaders over and over and over again want to know more about, want to get better at. And I wrote the book to be a format that is a mentor, a young woman who's needing some mentorship, meets a woman who's been there, done it, top of her game. So the story is these two women talking back and forth during a Monday morning, and it's got two coffee cups on the front cover. Oh, how neat. They meet at, where do we meet? Starbucks, right? Of course. (laughs) So every Monday morning for eight weeks, this mentor agrees to meet the mentee. And discuss what issues that she has had the previous week. And so, as I wrote it seriously, I'd be talking to myself as the mentor, and then I'd be talking to myself as the mentee. And so, there's humor in the book, but it's a lot of fun. And it also is very succinctly outlined at the end of each chapter these were the lessons that that mentee learned and she had to take action on. So I didn't know this, Meg, at the time that I wrote it that way, Uh-huh. but because of that format, here's a tip for those of you who think you might want to write a book, because of that format, companies actually are using the book in mentor programs because it's an easy eight-week
0: format. Lessons. And how neat. You didn't like kind of head out with that intention, no. but you brought this incredible tool. Once again, when we stay passionate, when we stay true to our message, the value just can't be hidden <laughs> well that was really fun and then do it right those
1: are the two yeah
0: i was right. going to tell me what are we doing right in do it right well you're doing a lot right
1: by the way <laughs> i know you offline do do it right is simply an updated book of what got me a lot of, of traction in the business etiquette field my first book was called corporate protocol And so after many years of it having traction and knowing that the need was still there, I wrote Do It Right. But I did it in a format that is a lot of topics about really business etiquette, business behaviors, what works, what doesn't work, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But it's just bullet points, bullet points, bullet points. So it's a quick, easy reference book, you might say, also. So
0: that's the two. Excellent. Well, no, I'm excited. I'm actually going to, as soon as we hang up, order both of them from my (laughs) library. So anything else, Valerie, that you would like, any word of wisdom or final thought that you might have to share with the audience today?
1: Hmm. The
0: final thought I would have,
1: Meg, is probably one that you and I have talked about is keep learning. Be curious. Don't ever stop and say, well, that program has worked for 10 years. It'll work forever. I'll never have to look at it again. Keep learning. Keep adding expertise. Learn from other leaders. Learn from people who do what you do. Be sharing. That's another one. Be sharing. What have you got to lose? Why wouldn't you? It's
0: not a finite resource. The more we share, the more there is. Mm -hmm. And much like kind of love, the more you give, the more there is, rather than, no, I have a very small amount and I can only share this much.
1: Boy, isn't that the truth? So, yes, keep learning, keep fine-tuning your trade, and be on top of it, know what trends are, and be the first one out there to tell people.
0: Wonderful advice. Thank you. And, Valerie, if people want to know more about you, more about the services you offer, what's your website? Oh, it's easy. It's my name,
1: Valerie and Company, all spelled
0: out.com. Excellent. Well, thank you once again. Our honored guest, or the guest that I was honored to have today is Valerie Sokolowski of Valerie and Company in Dallas, Texas. Valerie is such a joy to spend time with. She's one of those people who gives you 110% of her focus when you're with her. I can only imagine what a gift that is to her clients. It was so fascinating for me to hear how she uses her gifts and her life experiences to be able to bring so much to her clients. Be sure to visit StarCoachShow.com and go to the resource page to check out Valerie's book and to learn more about the show. While you're there, please let me know what do you like, what don't you like, and what would you like to see more of in the show? This is Meg Rensler wishing you the very best today and always, and until the next time, here's to your coaching success.